0: Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc Coach and Brass Damas starts now. Welcome players to Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show. A proud member of Fantrax Podcast Network and the Fantrax HQ Family. We're back after a bye week to discuss some hoops. I'm your host, Coach Lewis, trying a new hat today. I'm joined by some talented, handsome individuals, including our voice of the pod, co-founder, two-time All-NBA defense, Eric Bledsoe Mendelson. How are you doing this Valentine's Day weekend, Doc?
1: Oh, man, Coach, you make me fall in love with you hosting, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. I can't wait to see the rest of the intros.
0: We are also joined by a man who is no stranger to a wand of wizardry. Former all-star Brad Davis Kilgore. What's going on?
2: I give you a B-minus because you didn't start with the most handsome member of the pod.
0: (laughs) Yes, he did. I, I wanted to give Doc his credit, and I actually chopped that up. I said Brad uh, davis is brad miller who only averaged 14 points and nine rebounds all-star nod jeez
2: yes sir yes sir
0: and last but not least our newest member of the triple play team p.e teacher and varsity head coach of los banyos high school in california former seven-time all-star kevin McHale coleman da Boys. welcome kev
3: Hey guys, happy to be here. I feel like you picked the oldest player because I'm the oldest guy on the show now. So I feel like that that's a little hurtful, but I'll take Mikhail. He's he's old school.
0: He's
2: a legend. He's a legend. He's it's a not legend. old. It's yeah, there you go.
0: That's right. Well, we have a great show planned for today. We're going to talk a little fantasy, players to add for week nine. We're closing in on All-Star Weekend right around the corner. The All-Star game would normally take place right now, Valentine's Day weekend, and quite possibly That significant other appreciates the fact that it's taking place the weekend of March 7th. And to close things out, as always, we have our question and game of the week hosted by Doc revealed at the end of the show. But first, a little news and notes. News and notes. Winners of the Derrick Rose to New York Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr. trade. Kevin, what do you think about this trade?
3: Yeah, you know, when I, when I heard about it, I loved it for both sides, actually. I think it makes a lot of sense on uh, for the New York Knicks. They get, you know, Derek Rose. He reunites with Thibs, and, you know, they've got the sixth-rated defense right now. He knows how to play with them. They kind of need that veteran guard on that team, get quickly kind of moved up and get some experience with, with Rose. And Rose is playing really good, and I like to see him get off that Pistons team that's just a train wreck. And so he gets to kind of see what he can do with the Knicks and push for that playoff spot. And on the other side, I love kind of what the Pistons did because they get Dennis Smith. I'd love to hear what your guys' opinion of him is because, you know, former fourth round pick or fourth pick in the draft. Now he's kind of shipped to his third team. He just seems like he's kind of out there in just purgatory uh, and a second round pick. So I like it from both sides because I think both did what they're supposed to do. The Pistons are rebuilding, they get a young asset and a second round pick. The Knicks are trying to go for at least the playoffs and kind of solidify their young people around someone like Rose. And so I like it for both
0: sides. Brad, follow
2: that up. You know, it's interesting. I, I didn't expect uh, anybody to have a similar take as me, but I agree with Kevin completely. You know, the Knicks actually have the fourth rated defense in the league right mm-hmm. now in terms of defensive rating, which, you know, I, I wouldn't have put money on to start the the, the season. You know, I, I know Tibbs is the guy, but to have the Knicks be a fourth ranked defense is kind of shocking to me but you look at their offense and they're actually sixth worst. So you take two assets that you're not using in Dennis Smith and a second round pick, which let's be honest, the Knicks are not known for drafting. You take those two picks and you turn that into a former MVP who, you know, can run an offense, who, you know, can score, who, you know, can facilitate, who, you know, can teach younger guys like Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett how to go about being an NBA player, how to go about becoming great. And then you put that on the second unit, like that's that's just a recipe for success. And then on the other side of it, why not get the assets for you know a rebuilding team and a second round pick and a Dennis Smith just see see what he has? That's a guy who was gonna play in the G League, you know. He he had to ask to play in the G League, and he was gonna do that just because he wanted he wanted minutes, he didn't want to ride on the bench and now he's got a shot. So I love it for both teams. There's no losers there.
1: Doc, I see you chopping at the bit. who would have thought the highlight of Dennis Smith's junior's career is that he's in a song by 21 Savage (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I don't think that we would have thought that after his rookie year to me this trade is kind of a wash both teams I know the Knicks are eighth place in the east right now I don't really think that means much maybe if you're a Knicks fan yeah but I guess the best value that's coming out of this is the second round pick that Detroit's getting because it might be an early pick but once again, both of these teams aren't contenders. It's kind of swapping journeymen at this point in their career. So I guess I'll, I'll concede to Kevin and Brad that it's worth more than what I think it is.
0: And I'll, I'll, I'll bite back a little bit in that I think it is important for the Knicks to find their way in, in, in the playoffs right now. They're currently in the eighth spot. Uh, you got a guy that can finish games, and I think that's one of the Biggest weaknesses of the New York Knicks. And Tibbs knows how to put the ball in his hands in the in the right spots for him to kind of execute that. I also like his first move was hitting up Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Clickley for a sit-down. Anything you guys need to know. And I think he's at that point in his career where he's like a true vet. Um, he's there to help the young players. Um, he's not as selfish, and um, he can play off of these guys, he can play with other guards at the same time. So the way that Julius Randall is playing, 2-11 and six, and an emerging RJ Barrett with seventeen and six, uh, I like I like what this team is doing. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. on the other hand, uh, former number nine overall pick, he's now on his what third fourth team. Let's uh, hopefully he gets a little opportunity. Seems like there's a confidence gap in his shot. He's he's been shooting very poor percentages, but maybe this new opportunity in in Detroit can help jumpstart. His career, I mean, he was second team all rookie uh, that first year before Luka Doncic, I mean, obviously came in, and they had to move away from that. So that's my take there. Uh, Part two, should we even have an all-star game, people? It's been much talked about, a backlash from the players, including De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Harden, Durant, even Karl-Anthony Towns recently. LeBron James was quoted saying he has zero energy Zero excitement, and the idea is kind of an idea of a slap in the face. Thoughts, Doc, on an All Star game?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm agreeing with LeBron on this, and this might be the only time that I'm on the same page with him. Uh, Finally, you know, it happened.
0: It only took yeah. me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it took me 26 years, but I mean, you you look, and COVID can be spread very easily, especially through contact. And we saw, you know, the NBA is banning the uh, daps and that you have to social distance on the bench and wear a mask. And the all-star game is the best players in the league. So imagine someone does contract COVID from that. That's going to drastically change the team's outlook. If, if Anthony Davis or LeBron gets it or Giannis in the East, that's going to drastically change their outlook for the rest of the year. So I don't think the risk is worth the reward.
0: And Kevin.
1: Yeah, I'm going to kind of disagree with Doc.
3: Probably won't be the last time. Um, but for me, I think it's actually safer for some of these guys. Because when we think about what they're going to do over the All-Star break, a lot of these guys are going to be going and, and traveling and kind of go out of there. And they could actually get COVID probably wherever these guys go. I know a lot of them go uh, you know, on little vacations with their family. I didn't they-
1: realize that you were best friends with them, Kevin. Can you shoot me their numbers?
3: Yeah, you know, I'll give it to you after the show. I don't want to okay, do anything cool, publicly cuz cool. that could give kind of that's my sources. But, you know, when we're looking at it, I think that it, they there'll be more in a cocoon in the NBA All-Star game. And let's face it, this is about the money. And they got to have that split and, you know, the TV deals right now with the salary cap that was going down this year. These players got to just realize that that money and that, that that issue with Brian Windhorse, he had, he wrote a great article about this before the season started that that 50 50 share is getting smaller on both sides. And so this is just a necessary evil. And they're just going to have to deal with it and just, you know, suck it up and go play the damn game. And that's just, that is what it is. If you want to make the money, have that share. It just, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I do, I think that's just how it is. That's just what it is.
0: And that game, the All-Star game, was their highest money game of the whole year. They made $7 million. Um, it was the highest viewership. So, Doc, say, say your point. Um, maybe a little bite back on what Kevin just said.
1: I mean, it is about the money. But at the end of the day, I think the players have a bigger voice than ever. And if two players are coming out and saying, hey, look, this isn't for us, I think probably more feel that way and just don't want to stir the pot a little bit more. Um, It is for the money. It is for the money. And I I think that's what NBA is going to have it at the bottom line. I don't agree that players are going to take vacations because they might just want that time off. And if they do take vacations, maybe it's just with their family where they're with three or four people as opposed to, you know, 20 others. And Brad?
2: So I can only characterize those comments from LeBron as as fake, Uh, because honestly, Call him out, Brad! Call him out. (laughs) If he didn't want to play, he doesn't have to play. Like there's nothing there's nothing stopping him from saying, okay, I'm just gonna skip this. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take this time off, whatever. First of all, so that's I don't agree with that. I think he's being political. I think he wants to get out front and be the guy that's all for player safety. Second of all, this game does not happen if the players union doesn't want it to happen. This had to be agreed by the owners and the players union. The Players Union, represented by Chris Paul, represented by Kyrie, represented by the rest of the players, wanted to have this game because they wanted the money. The reason they're having this season is because they want the money. That's okay. I'm not knocking it. But if you go from an 82-game season to a 72-game season, and then you add one game in for the All-Star game, which only a few players are even playing in, I don't think that's a big deal at all. So, if you, if number one, you don't want to, you say you don't want to play because it's not safe, and then you are going to play in it anyway, that that doesn't hold any water for me. So, I think that if you have a group of individuals, a union that decided they want to play this game, and then you have maybe the most vocal proponent of it say he doesn't want to play but he's going to play anyway, I, to me those those comments don't jive, and I, I don't think I don't think it should be taken seriously. And there is no doubt in my mind that the NBA wants to get every single game uh, that they can into this season. And they're not going to let the players that are involved in this be any less safe than they are during the course of the year.
1: Uh, You are so handsome after those comments. Wow. I think I, I I disagree. I don't
0: think that they're, they're, they're fake at all. Um, Honestly, I think it would be very selfish of him to like, say I'm not playing and really everyone else would back out too. And, it would go against the agreement. It, he would be going against CP3 and the players' no. union.
2: Well, they wanted to play. They, that's that's what happens. You, you vote in the union. The players get together, and they decide that they want the game or not. If he pulls out, that doesn't mean everybody else is pulling out. It just means he's not playing every year. Well, not every year, but there's plenty of years where somebody's injured or somebody doesn't play. And that's that's just he's, how it happens the
0: answer to kupo's comments came right after LeBron he said hey we' we gotta follow the big dog of the league and oh, I'm gonna play too he said the same thing and I I, I think this was this it, it he, I don't think he wants to go I don't he's been there he's done the all-star game it's not like he's wanted the MVP of that game four times like he's he could care less as long as it says leBron James all-star he he could care less But I think he's really concerned on the safety like What if one of these players contracts that you're talking about the top 24 players in the NBA, the league would have to shut down for at least two weeks, which I don't think the league would be mad at. They would still get that money from that all star weekend. And I think that's not even what they're they're worried
2: about. How how would the league have to shut down if if the such a small amount of players are going to be in that, in that, uh, in that game. Who's
0: watching the Lakers without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And that's not fair to the records. The Lakers fans, the
1: the people that claim they were Lakers fans from 2011 to 2017. Let's see if they're really still loyal and watching without LeBron or AD. Yeah. We're calling
2: you guys out. It's not about, they don't get money for, for the views of the game. They get money for the game being played. The money is already contractually obligated to go to them. It doesn't matter. You know, if, if LeBron is sitting, or AD's sitting, which he's done plenty of times this year. Not at LeBron, but AD, people still watch the games. It doesn't, doesn't mean you have to shut down the league. You just need eight players to play, and they'll have those eight players.
0: Well, yeah. we're gonna have to agree to disagree on LeBron James being fake, because uh this this is I, definitely well, not
2: all right. No, no. Experience. Hold on before before <laughs> we move on. I don't want to say LeBron is fake. I'm not characterizing the dude. I'm saying these comments are fake. If he didn't want to play, he doesn't have to play.
3: And I think LeBron has shown a history of always trying to be on the right side of public perception. Yes. Like that's who he is. But he never he jumps up. out in front. He never jumps out in front. He waits and he reads because he's smart. He, LeBron's yeah. about his brand. Let's just. Oh yeah. That's yeah. who LeBron is. So I think got, with these comments, uh, he knows he's got to play. But he's like, "Well, see, I told you. I it's the health thing. See, I'm on your side."
2: When the Bucks were uh, yeah. boycotting the game when they were doing their Wildcat strike. He he didn't have an opinion of his own of what should do. He comes out saying, oh, I called Obama as if Obama knows the answer to, to all the world's ails like it's he he just wants to sit back and wait and decide what's the, the most popular decision. Yeah. And he goes with that. It's not it's not necessarily negative. I I understand that there's a reason he's going to be a, a billionaire. It's because he makes those smart political decision it's calculated his all of his moves are calculated all of his moves are calculated and that's fine but to act like it's not calculated i don't think that that's uh paying attention to the history of of the things he says and does. Now
0: I now I get why before the pod Brad says you're not going to like me for this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I
0: see it now. I get it now and we'll yeah. have to talk about LeBron and his whether he's leading or he's letting other people lead and then jumping in when it's convenient for his brand. Another day, another time. But we got to talk about fantasy. We are a fantasy pod. Let's talk about fantasy ads for week 9. Which players are the top available players in most leagues you have your eye on? You pondered that add button. Could be a hot player that's under the radar, somebody benefiting from an injury, an opportunity, or a guy on a team that has four, possibly five games this week. We love those type of pickups. Brad, who are we picking up? Week nine.
2: Yeah, man. I, I feel like every time we do this, I'm picking somebody on the Spurs, but uh just the way it shakes out with injuries and this guy's finally healthy and he's about to jump back into the starting lineup. My guy Derek White, man, he's um he's an excellent point guard and he's fifteen percent owned right now in ESPN leagues. So his minutes aren't gonna be, you know, his full 30 minutes a game, which he'd likely get if he if he wasn't coming back from an injury. But as he ramps up, he's gonna be somebody you're gonna be very happy you owned in maybe two or three weeks because he can get you the points. He's absolutely going to get you the assist and the games where he's heavily involved. He's going to get some boards as well. So I really like what he can bring to the table. He's a great shooter. He's a great distributor. And he's on a team that um, if, you kick, if he kicks it out to somebody, they can hit that three. So he's he's able to get those assist sets as well. So I really like what he can bring.
0: And I thought you were going to bring up another Spur. Let's see if that other Spur gets mentioned here. Doc?
1: Uh, no, I'm not going to bring up any Spurs. I have a couple guys. The first is Josh Jackson. He seems to be a guy that has a good two or three week stretch each year that you can pick yeah. up and ride the wave. He's averaging over 18, six, uh, 1.5 steals in one block over his last five games. Small forward and shooting guard eligible. And then the other guy is Nerlens Noel. Uh, Mitchell Robinson fractured his hand yesterday, arguably having the best game of his career. So you figure no, Nerlens Noel will slide in. Uh, to that center spot. Yesterday, he played 16 minutes, had three blocks. Uh, the game before that against Miami, played 19 minutes, had three blocks. The game before that at Chicago, played 20 minutes, had three blocks. So I think when you see him for 30-plus minutes, he could get you four or five. And in a head-to-head category league, that is crucial.
0: That guy blocks everything. And the mm-hmm. guy for the Spurs that I was going to mention, he blocks quite a few shots himself, and that's Jakob Pertle. Jakob pertle is owned in 39% of leagues. Uh, he had 14, 12, three steals, three blocks yesterday. And in three of the last four games, he's had three blocks, and it seems to be getting more playing time for San Antonio. Kev, who do you got? Who are you watching?
3: Yeah, I'm going with my guy Frank Komitski from the Suns. Uh he's Great actually tank. He's actually, you know, I actually just picked him up in the league for $2 on the waiver wire. Uh, and because Towns is just completely killing me right now. Uh, and so Know he's actually got a lot of minutes, he's kind of been inserted into the starting lineup. He's had 29 and 35 minutes the last two games. Uh, he had 30 fantasy points last game against Milwaukee. Uh, he's really he fills the stat sheet. He's one of those guys when you're looking at it, you're like, Wow, yeah, he had 14 points, but he also had eight rebounds, eight assists against Milwaukee. Uh, so he's kind of that stat stuff for right now, and I think that he's continually getting more reps and he's getting into that starting lineup. And he's probably available because I honestly didn't even know he was still in the league. Um, so, you know, he's actually he's he, he's killing it right now in terms of his minutes. He seems to be kind of finding a role on that Suns team. So I like him right now. He's a good
0: pickup for maybe you can stream him for the next couple of weeks and see how he's doing. And a guy that fills it up and a guy that I've now owned for three different times is my boy Kelly Olenek. Um, He is the 93rd overall fantasy basketball player, according to Yahoo. That's this entire year. And um, when he gets minutes, he produces, whether it's points, rebounds, he can hit the three. He gets weird steals and block numbers as well. He shoots a high percentage. Um, So I like Kelly Olenek, especially when he's um, in that starting lineup. And I did want to mention –
1: Coach, you're not a true Wizards fan. True Wizards fans would never roster Kelly Olenek. (laughs)
0: Well, it's the, I guess fantasy kind of changes you a little bit when you when you picked up. I, I, I drafted Dak Prescott in, in football, and it was the worst mistake, and he never missed a game. And it's uh, because I drafted a Cowboy from a Washington football fan. And, and hey, Dak, I, Dak I lost never, because of that.
1: Dak never killed the Washington football team in a playoff elimination game. Kelly Olenek did. True Wiz fans don't ride with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't. Yeah, I don't like him as a person, really, but uh, (laughs) I I like his fantasy production. Um, And before we move on, just take a look at those rookies in Detroit. Uh, You got uh, Isaiah Stewart starting and and Sadiq Bay dropped 30 yesterday, seven three pointers. But moving on, do you like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. Want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and football show that you can also check out available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about dishing out an assist like magic used to do the showtime Lakers by giving us a five star rating and review much appreciated. Check us out on Twitter and IG at trip play fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions. Our weekly episode drops as well as spot interviews. We just had the pleasure of having 10-year pro Damian Wilkins, and that will drop this week. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you, to loyal player, and your listens each and every week. All right, time for some NBA catch-up. Time to talk about who's been cooking. It's the impressive performance of the week. Which player balled out this week and deserves a shout-out starting with Coach Kevin.
3: Yeah, I'm going with my boy, Ben Simmons. He gets a lot of crap. And you know what? I really love him because as a basketball coach, he does all the things that people don't necessarily see. And you're like, wow, you know, and I thought his game against Portland, I mean, he had 23. He had 11 rebounds, nine assists, one assist away from triple-double. But if you watch that game, he kind of changed the momentum of that game. I know they lost at the end because of a questionable call, but Lillard couldn't get by him. Yeah, Lillard still put out his points but he shot six and 21 from the field um, and the, his defense and just what he brings to the, brings to the court, but it brings to the, that team. He's a big part of that. I know the Sixers are glad they probably didn't trade him um, with that Harden deal. I think that they've, I think that lit a fire under him and what he's done. I mean, even against the Brooklyn Nets three, uh, the, previous game. He shot 70% from the field against Portland, 83% from the field. And he's just an efficient basketball player. And I've actually turned around on him. Um, I was a little bit down on him um, because I just was like, can you just shoot a three? But I think there's just little things that he does as a coach. I love to watch as a basketball coach and just a guy and he's really efficient. And so I want to give him a shout out this week. Uh, He's done a hell of a job since all the trade stuff was going down. I thought he's become a kind of professional.
0: I love, 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 love Ben Simmons. I know he can't shoot threes, but he's probably the best runner, defender in the league. Um, I, I, he's probably the guy that's not going to make the all-star team that um, I just, I, I value so high. And he's he's, yeah. he's the guy that I admire his game so, so much. So I'm glad you pointed him out. Um, let's follow that up with uh, Brad.
2: So for me, it, it can't really be any other guy but LeBron. Yeah. Um, the Lakers have gone eight and two in their last 10 LeBron hasn't missed a game he's had triple doubles he's had 30 point games he's had you know the boards the assists he's had uh he's he's been in three over I think three overtime games in this past week three in a row like the it's just it's stunning to me what he's doing at this age I think he's the best version of himself that we've ever seen the three-pointer that he's he's added to
0: those games like he's closed out every single one of them,
2: closing out everything and the three-point the three-point shot that he's added to his game has just made him truly unguardable i i don't know if we've ever seen somebody get better this late in their career and he's done that and i think it's it's i'm hard pressed to give anybody but him the mvp if this continues
0: maybe the most underrated step back in the league and that's hard to say when it comes to like LeBron James, but Doc, we'll follow up some LeBron praise for whoever your guy is this week.
1: Yeah, ho- hopefully we're done talking about LeBron on the show. I'm a little <laughs> sick right now. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Steph Curry. Uh, the Warriors went 2-2 two and two this past week. He dropped 57 at Dallas in a game they could have won, 32 on back-to-back nights at the Spurs, and then 40 against the Magic. He is the sole reason why the Warriors are 14-12. and 12. And I think he's proven a lot of doubters wrong who thought that he was just a product of the system or that he wouldn't be anything without Clay and KD. And Steph is putting the team on his back finally.
0: And I love that you pointed him out. And he had 10 threes uh, to go with that 40, and he had 11. Um, you, guys, uh, Steph.
2: you guys know why the Warriors are winning now? Draymond. It's not, it's not Steph. It's all you know, Draymond. Draymond helps, but the fact that Oubre and Wiggins are actually doing something now, yeah. It matters. Like Steph, Steph can't do it all himself. It doesn't matter if he scores fifty or sixty. You know, a game. Like they got to score hundred ten to win. And Ubre and Wiggins are coming in now.
0: It helps when you're shooting forty four percent from three land, shooting eleven a game. Um, the True. baby face, the baby face assassin now has seventeen of the fifty eight double digit three point made games. In history, that's thirty percent of them. For those who are tre- um, keeping stats at home, so I'm glad you pointed out uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta point out the guy that went heads up with him, tied his career high at the at the time, and and, and took the W. And that is uh, our, our our next league superstar, and that's Luka Doncic. Uh, last night, ESPN gave us a treat versus Zion and the Pels. Yes, zero defense was played.
3: <laughs> well, the NBA!
0: He did drop 46, a career high, 12 dimes, eight rebounds, five three-pointers for the matador, cool hand Luka legend. We probably got to address the nickname thing, but I digress, and we'll move on because the topic of conversation is all-star. So we are making all-star teams, starters, bench, 12 spots total, several tears shed from loyal fans. Let's make our team's Gentlemen, the second f- fan return voting as of 2 a couple days ago was released. Hey coach, Coach,
2: Coach, before, before you go ahead, I yeah. want to go around. What does it mean to be an all-star? Like, what is the definition of an all-star to you guys?
0: The best players playing up the first half of the season?
2: I think uh, the most popular
1: players. I think it's more of a popular type deal. I think players that are putting up good stats and are helping their teams win games, even if it doesn't always correlate to victories.
0: I would say yes, Kevin, for the starters. And then yes, Doc, for the bench players, because the coaches determine those players and it's typically players on winning teams.
2: I'd say it's the best players on the best teams in the first half of the season. That's fair. And do,
3: I think the one thing that you mentioned, like the coaches' pick, let's not pretend all coaches are smart. Like, let's not like pretend <laughs> like these guys. Actually, there's some biases in there
1: too. Why are you throwing shade at Scott Brooks? You know, you uh, got Scott done.
3: Brooks out there. You know, you got even Doc. I mean, you know, can he really put Paul George? Hopefully, Paul George gets it. They got some history, so like you got to be
1: careful. Bums. Yeah, you I'm almost
2: impressed. Uh, Scott Brooks hasn't been fired yet. Like I almost hope the Wizards keep him now, just for continuity's sake. <laughs> no, Brad. Brad. Life.
1: You know, Brad. You know the the Wizards are gonna make it. You know they just got to get the whole team there by the seventy first game of the season. That things we'll will start see. clicking.
2: We'll <laughs> see. Uh, they might. Listen, I'm still optimistic. Hey, at least you don't have
3: Luke Walton, guys. Okay, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. I got Luke Walton as our head coach.
2: The Kings, the Kings are still kicking around. You never know. So, so
1: Kings are the only team that I feel like has had worse management over the years than the Wizards. Like when they would just draft like Nick Stauskis with like the seventh pick, I'm like, why? And in trade at first, say,
2: yeah. I'll just say the Kings are one and a half were yeah, one and a half games back of eight, and the Wizards are four games back of eight. So
1: they
0: also may or may not have drafted Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic and Trey Young.
2: That's not an awful.
1: I mean, a lot of people would have done that. I wouldn't at the time. I wouldn't have at the I, time.
3: Doncic's all the way, James. Thanks for bringing that up. I didn't know that. I appreciate <laughs> you bringing light in me today on my King's knowledge. It <laughs> makes oh. me feel so good. It's a. It's uh, a I'm sure that
0: King's King fans shedding tears right now as we but talk.
2: I, I interrupted a lot of you, Coach. It. Go ahead.
0: So let's uh, let's talk a little bit Western Conference starters. So this is who should be starting three front court players and two guards. We'll go around and we'll start it since we're talking about the Western conference. We're going to start with Kev. Yeah.
3: So, um, you know, LeBron, definitely, you know, for me, LeBron's going to be starting in there. Uh, did you want me to go through all five?
0: Yeah, go through all five. Okay.
3: So I would put LeBron in my categories for that. Uh, and then I would get definitely put Kawhi in there. I think Kawhi, you know, when you look at him, he's averaging 25 points a game, just over 50% shooting. Uh, three point shooting is probably one of the best of his career, 41%. So give me Kawhi in the front court. And then Jokic, he, that guy is, he's just a monster. Uh, you know, he, through the first 14 games, he averaged a triple double. Uh, the dude is the most, he looks like me out of shape, but he's, I'm just not that good. Like I got the dad bod and he does too, but I can't do what he does anymore. I got the pump fakes. I just don't got the athleticism. Um, so I, I'll do those two. Yeah, I I don't got it anymore. Trust me. And and the guards wise, you know, on that, you know, give me, give me um, Damian Lillard. I love Dame. I actually think Damian deserves to be in there. And I think it's close, but I think that he's been able to kind of, his numbers are just a little bit better than Curry's. But I also think that he's, he kind of leads that team more, kind of like what Brad was talking about. Like, hey, Curry needs help. Damian's had McCollum out. You know, he, he definitely doesn't, their defense is terrible, but he still got them to that. They're, they're still hanging around. And then i I'm going to put Luca in there. So Luca is going to be my other starting guard in
0: that, that area. So, and I mean, you can't
3: almost a triple double, but I, I'm going to put Luca in there.
0: All right, doc, you're going to follow that one up. Do you have any disagreements to his five?
1: So my front court is the same Kawhi, LeBron, Jokic. I think those are the three best players. Um, you know, statistical-wise or team performance. I have Luca in my backcourt, but I actually have Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz have the best record in the West. Like He's that. been consistent. He's been scoring the ball a lot. I understand Damian Lillard is, is you know, a more reputable player, but the Trailblazers aren't at the same level as the Jazz are playing at right now. Giannis called the uh, Jazz after their loss yesterday uh, the best team in the West. So I think you need a starter from there, and it's not going to be Gobert.
2: Wow. Brad? I like that doc. I don't, I wouldn't say your take is wrong. I disagree, but I wouldn't say it's wrong. I like the way you're thinking about that. Okay. All right. Um, All right. For the front court for me, I got LeBron Joker and Kawhi. So we all agree there for the guards. I'm going Steph and Dame. I think it's, I think it's as simple as
1: bombs away, right?
2: Yeah. That (laughs) and the best, the best players on the, the top teams Donovan Mitchell has the top team in the West or a top team in the West, but he's not on that level of Steph Dame yet. So I got to put them as starters.
0: And I, I have to agree with Brad. I think it would be a shame if Steph Curry wasn't starting in this game. Uh, 57 and just had 40. I mean, he's shooting the lights on the bounce back after missing basically the entire year last year. Um, the, the, leading that team without clay um, is, is, is just impressive now. But I love
2: that pick. I love that pick, Eric. If I was if I was Donovan Mitchell's lawyer and I was trying to write a case for him to, to be a starter, I think that's like the perfect argument to go about it.
1: Well, Same I saying I should be Donovan Mitchell's
2: lawyer. Listen, man, look into it. All right. I'm going to shoot him a DM real quick.
0: Well, and that's why I worded it like that. Who should be? Because mm-hmm. as we know, the fans have a large part to do with who's actually going to be starting. And it is basically the 10 names outside of Donovan Mitchell that we named. Now for the Western Conference, there's a chance that AD gets in the front court. Right now it's Jokic, Leonard, uh, LeBron leading, but AD is, is close in votes. And then for the backcourt, right now it's Curry and Luka, but Dame is 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 very close too. And I, I'm really not mad at any of those guys. They're all locks anyways. And then, um, yeah, so that's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven with Lillard and AD. Um, what rounds out your locks? Do you have five other locks before we kind of debate those those bubble spots? And uh, let's go in reverse order this time. Let's go, Brad. You can start.
2: Okay, so five other locks on the west?
0: In the west, outside of the Ed starters. And okay. get, we just named AD and, and basically Lillard.
2: So Luca is a lock for me. Um, Mitchell's a lock for me. That's two. On the front court side, AD's a lock for me. That's three. I think Zion has probably got to be a lock, and that's four. And then my fifth one, I'm I'm debating between Chris Paul and Paul George. I'd probably go. Chris Paul on the lock side.
0: All right. So that puts Paul George as a, as a bubble candidate
2: for you. That's right. That's right. All
0: right. Um, Doc, do you have so, different locks?
1: Yeah. I, I think I named my starters. I think Gobert's a lock. I think AD's a lock. I think Curry is. Um, Damian Lillard. Uh, I have Brandon Ingram as a lock. Uh, he's averaging a little less than Zion is. But he's averaging more assists, slightly less rebounds. But he's averaging more steals. He's been more consistent. Got Zion had to sit out a couple games with the COVID protocol, and he'll score thirty-six one game, and then score eleven the next. Brandon Ingram is kind of the engine behind the Pelicans, so that would I would put him slightly over um, Zion. All oh, right. Yeah, you know, mine's the same as Brad, except for I would make
3: Paul George my lock over Paul. But I, that's just, and that's, that's hard because.
2: Yeah, let's I, me, care.
3: And, me, and Paul George have a love-hate relationship. Pandemic P, but I, I think that <laughs> I think he deserves to get in. He's playing really well, so I and I love Chris Paul. I just think that I would lock in George, and then probably have Paul in there later.
0: And and for me, my locks are Paul George and Gobert, as mentioned, and then we have already talked about Anthony Davis and Lillard. That's outside of the voting. That puts me at nine. I. I guess if I had uh, a choice at my tenth lock, I would I would also go with Mitchell. So I think that we're all in agreements that Mitchell's in there. Um, so let's, uh, let's spin it spin it around for our bubble picks. Um, we've heard Zion mentioned as a lock. We've heard CP three as a lock, but that has not been agreed upon throughout all of us. So let's kind of discuss who do you think is that last two spots. Let's start with
3: Kevin. Yeah, this one's tougher. I think Ingram, for me, um, probably needs to get in there. I really want Christian Wood to make it uh, because I think he's a great story and he has the numbers, and I know Houston kind of has inflated numbers, but I would love to see him come in there, especially because he was kind of left for dead and everybody didn't really know what he was going to be, and he's had a great year. So I I would like to reward him um, just because if I had a vote,
0: I think that he deserves, based on what he's done this year in Houston, All right, so he goes with Christian Wood and uh, Brandon Ingram. That's now two people in um, the Ingram um, Club. Doc?
1: So I'm going Paul George, and the reason he's on the bubble is because he's missed the past week with COVID protocol. I think when you're at a 25, 26 games where most teams have played, you have to factor in every single one. If somebody's missed five or six, that – should have a a little bit of a toll. Um, So for me, it's Paul, George, and De'Aaron Fox. And that was someone that started out the year really slow, but he's averaging 23.4, almost close to seven assists per game, 34 and 36 his past couple games. I know the Kings don't have the best record, but I think he's having a career year. And I know that there's a lot of guards that are in the West, but I don't think that means that he gets excluded.
0: And, uh, Red, who's your, who's your last two spots?
2: For me, it's between four players. So it's going to be Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Christian Wood, and Brandon Ingram. Um, and when breaking that tie, you know, I, I again, I go back to my definition of what an all-star is in this league. And I think it's you look at the best players on the best teams. And um, I think that's going to go to Paul George and, and Rudy Gobert. And, you know, I think you see a guy like Brandon Ingram, a guy like um, Christian Wood, and that you know that all-star skills challenge and they get on the radar for next year, and they're great players. There's no doubt about that. But you only get so many spots, and I think they're on the cutting, the cutting bubble.
0: All right. And uh, for me, and I think only Brad had had this gentleman. My my bubble picks, um my last two, or I guess I'm at nine, so I guess I have three left. Uh, I would go Zion Will Williamson. <sighs> It, it would be hard to leave Brandon Ingram off, considering I think that he's probably their best overall player right now. Um, but Zion's box office, and uh, I would rather see him play in an all-star game than I would rather see Ingram out there isolating. So give me Williamson, um, a guy that hasn't been mentioned. Give me Devin Booker. And um, that's splitting hairs with, uh, with Chris Paul there. But uh, I, I kind of went younger. Because I, I also thought about the uh, case for Mike Conley Jr. to get in his first one over Donovan Mitchell. He has the number one um, rating for defense overall out of all players. He's got the best uh, right. plus minus in the whole league. Um, okay. He runs that ship, and he's super comfortable in that in that Utah Jazz team. So I I, I want to put him in, um, but I gotta go with my 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 I, I gotta go with my guy uh, Brandon Ingram. He's got he's got to win that last spot for me. So uh, yeah, I would I would have Williamson. You can't really go long wrong with those those with Conley or CP three. And I know if Darian Fox is having a, a great year, um, I, I just can't I just can't keep him on because uh, his team's not in, in the playoffs technically right now. I know he's in the mix. Uh, I know Christian Wood is having a, a great year. He's got the numbers to do it, and I would love to put him in too. I left him off. Uh, and then the other guys that that haven't been talked about, DeMar DeRozan is having a sneaky, really good year, and the Spurs are in the playoffs. So it, you, you want to take a look at him. He might have a chance. CJ McCollum was on pace to get there, averaging 27, but of course he's injured. And then John Morant, too, if he wasn't. So wait, wait, if he, wait, wait, wait.
1: We're talking about teams that are in the playoffs. The Pelicans aren't in the playoffs, and we have two players coming from them. The Mavs are out of the playoffs underperforming expectation, and Luka is a lock. The Kings are one and a half games out behind the Warriors. So what draws the line then? I think it was just the – and for me – He has a
2: different definition, right? I I think
1: for me it was just the,
0: like, I got to choose between –
2: He's talking box office.
0: Mitchell and Conley, and I got to choose between Booker – in CP3, and maybe that's why I, I and I couldn't really decide. But you could you could argue Brandon Ingram off the team for me. Um Gillis, Alexander. Ask you this,
2: Coach. So if if the the Pelicans have two All Stars, why are they so bad right now? What do they need? Just an unrelated question.
0: Yeah, well, bet It's 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 not a great fit here. We don't have. It's, they're not a good shooting team, right? They're young. Mm-hmm. They're learning how to win. They're learning how to play together. They're playing a little bit better right now. Lonzo had a very rough start and then two the tra- is 2 two all-stars though. And he, he's out. So well, I mean you've seen two all-stars on 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 bad teams before. It just it just rarely happens that <laughs> is like one of the most popular players in the league and I think he missed one shot on 15 attempts yesterday. So it, it it's it's tough out there in the West even with um KD gone, even with Russell Westbrook gone like it's still super-duper tough out there in West. So I think that we all have our one guy. I think Kevin has Wood, uh, Christian Wood. I think Doc had De'Aaron Fox. I think my guy was Booker. And Brad's guy, I don't, I don't know who your oddball person was, but I think you might just be consensus with everyone else. I'll Brad's just smarter than us. That's That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> You sure sound
3: smart. People, I
2: was about to, people keep saying that to me, and I hope I'm not coming off as like an asshole. No, like. you're just smart. That's all. Yeah. I'm
3: over here with Christian Rudd. You're like, nah, I think it's Chris Paul. Okay, yeah, you know what? Shit, that probably, it probably
2: is. I got love for Christian Wood. I mean, I you know I got two oddballs and Christian Wood and and uh, Brandon Ingram as as my guys off the off the chopping block there. But I like like John ja Morant. He's I think he's number five and and uh, voting for the guards, and I don't even have him on my team. So. And that's, that's my baby boy. I love John Morant.
3: John's my guy. Yeah, not he, enough games. If you ask me – not
2: enough games, and they're not good enough, and there's he's got a, a long a long list of elite guards ahead of him. Like, it's it's just not going to be his time for a little while.
0: If you ask me, they should expand to 13 like they did when they added Dirk and um, D-Wade and kind of gave him a courtesy all-star. And I would have put uh, like Chris that. Paul as my courtesy 13 veteran – kind of your veteran spot. But we do have another conference that we have to get into. Hold on. Can
3: we give a shout-out to Brandon Ingram, my guy from Duke? He is the dude, and he's a scorer. He's shooting his highest percentage from three that he has all his his whole career.
2: Coach said it. He's the best player on that team, even though Zion is is our kind of unanimous all-star pick.
3: He's the best pure scorer since Carmelo. I will put that down on my grave. I think he's the best pure scorer. He's going to be one of those guys that we've seen since Carmelo. That's the
0: Durant came after Melo though. Right? I
3: was about to say, what are you talking about? KD. I'm not a KD guy. Okay. Leave me alone with KD. Interesting. Since, I, I think Brandon Ingram is just a score. KD does a lot. He's an overall better play, obviously, but I think Ingram can mold into that guy. He's still young and he's still there. He's only 23. And I think that he's that he's the next Carmelo. I don't think KD kind of fits in that category. So you're he saying he's win. not going to win a ring? Oh, I don't think so. But he can score the shit out of the ball there at Doc, all, right? all right? And he can go. And he's going to average. I think he can get into that 28, 29 points a game. I Kevin, think you know,
2: if you ask, like, any NBA player, I think they tell you Kevin Durant is the best scorer maybe of all time. Maybe well, <laughs> you know
3: what? I'm a high school history teacher, Brad, all right? Yeah. So <laughs> mine <laughs> is
0: Brandon Ingram. So you
3: guys have right. 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 checkmate.
2: We got.
0: We got material for future weeks. We do. Kev, you know the one player that they compare Brandon Ingram in, to the most is Kevin yeah. Durant? So I just wanted to.
3: Well, I'm comparing him to Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. All right,
2: that's my guy. It's not. There it's actually not crazy. He um. It's not. If if he used his body more, like if he yeah. used his body more in the post, I I would see that. But but yeah, I, I can I can. They're they're both very smooth, silky. Yeah.
0: They are smooth and silky. And speaking of smooth and silky, we're gonna move on to the Eastern. Conference and Eastern Conference all star starters. Who do you think should be starting? So I'm going to go reverse from how I started with the West. So we're going to start with Brad.
2: All right. So my three front court guys, I got Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. My two guards, I got Kyrie and James Harden. So the Nets are going to have three starters on their all-star team
0: that's that'd be pretty darn cool actually uh to look at doc
1: disagreements
0: i don't think we'll hear
1: one from the front court but no no i think it's probably going to be unanimous with the same front court for uh both sides for me i have starting at the guards bradley beal leading the league in scoring right now i know the wizards are the worst team in the east or maybe all of nba but i don't think you can overlook what he's done This is going to catch people by surprise, but I have Malcolm Brogdon. He's having a great year. He's averaging over 21 points a game, 4.2 rebounds, 6.5 assists, 1.3 steals. And something that doesn't show up in the box score, he plays great defense on the best guard from the other team. And I think he's one of the better two-way players in the NBA and is someone that's undervalued. He probably won't get in because he's not as big a name, but I think that he should be starting.
0: Interesting. Um, and yeah, that's somebody that I, I left off of my team entirely, but of course he <laughs> got super consideration. Kev?
3: Yeah, my front court's the same. I also had Bradley Beal as one of my guards. The dude's just he's just that good. 32 points, five assists, or almost five assists, five rebounds. He you have to put him on, even though the w- wizards aren't playing very well. Uh and in my my guy actually is I'm putting Jalen Brown in my starting lineup for the Celtics. I think he deserves to get in. Uh, I think that he should be a starter. You know, when you look at what he's done this year, 26 points, five rebounds, three assists, he's kind of been the leader on that team. I know they have Tatum, but he's actually really stepped up for them in big moments. And I like what he's done this year. And I think that he's really improved. And for someone that I did wasn't high on coming out out of Cal uh, he's definitely improved this year. I think he deserves a starting spot just for what he's been able to accomplish this season.
0: Yeah. He's been um, brilliant and he hasn't missed a game when we saw, uh, Tatum get COVID and miss, what, six, five, six games. So yeah. I think that you could make that argument. I think that he should be starting. I think that he's a he's a lock for this. But at this point in the voting process, it's Brad Beal leading guards and then Kyrie Irving too. So it would be interesting um, if Kyrie does not make that voting all-star starting if uh, the coaches think that maybe some of his shenanigans may be missing some games are is going to hurt his chances to make the team. Um, and an outside guy that I think, might make I that think
2: KD start. has missed more games than Kyrie for the COVID and all that. Yeah, stuff.
0: well, you never know what the the, the coaches think and, and what their implication, but he's but he's been I'm just
2: I'm just saying like people should stop using that if they're not going to use it for KD.
0: No, I no, I hear you. So that hey, that argument is valid. And then the other guard that has a chance to get that starting nod is Harden. So it is Beal, Irving, Harding, race right now, and then those front court—that's pretty much locked. Stamp and key. I mean, you're not going to argue between Embiid, Giannis, uh, Durant. So we've heard Doc say one of his locks is Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Doc, what's your uh, what's your other four, five guys? I guess because you didn't have one of the other guys as your starter.
1: Yeah, so I'm going with the big two from Boston: Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I think you know they're they're both studs, and Boston is fourth in the East. I'm going Harden as well. I know he hasn't played in the Eastern Conference the entire year, but he's top five player in the NBA. Uh, Demontis Sabonis having a low key great year as well, and then for me uh, Bam Adebayo. I know the Heat are a little bit underperforming, but he's been consistent all year. Um, triple double thread any night that he goes out. So you got to have one representative from the Eastern Conference finalists of last year.
0: All right, and now you have you have two Pacers in your in your locks, and you're you're not the highest on them coming into the season. So maybe they've surprised you, and you've admired that bully ball of Dom <laughs> Dama Sabonis, who would be a back-to-back All Star. Um, Brad, what's your take? Who is your locks, and do you disagree with Doc at this point?
2: Uh, disagree is a strong a strong word. I no, I don't disagree. Um, I got I got some differences. Uh, I got. Like he said, I got the Boston boys. I got Jason Tatum. I got Jalen Brown. Those are two. I got DeMontis Sabonis. That's three. I got Julius Randle. What he's done this year just cannot be ignored. The reason that they that they can be the number four defense in the league and have, a I think, number 24 offense and still be in the mix is because of what Julius Randle has been able to do. And then five. I'm gonna go with uh, Trey Young as my lock,
0: and I like that. And that was a uh, very smooth and well said. How I said differences, and you said no differences. Yeah,
2: no, we we got. I think we got three of our five are the same. So awesome. Um, and,
0: Kev, and Kev.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much uh, kind of. I actually have. So after my five, I have Kyrie, James, and then Jason Tatum. I have Sabonis in there too. Uh, I think Sabonis deserves to get in. Uh, And then I actually, I'm going out of limb a little bit. I think Colin Sexton deserves to maybe get some. some, uh, He deserves it in there. He's been balling. And, you know.
2: He can he can be in the skills competition. I don't know if he can be in the all-star game, but yeah, I hear you.
3: Hey, they canceled the skills competition, I think. So I gotta get him in there somehow. They're, so, they're, I, I don't know. I think they canceled a couple No, they,
0: it's there, the three point contest and, okay. and the dunk okay. contest. They got I, everything going.
3: I still think, you know, he's he's put up the numbers um defensively. You know, I think that he definitely he he shows what he can do on that side. I think he's a late I think if he gets in, I don't think he'll make it, but I think he deserves some recognition. He's on a borderline right now, and that's something that I didn't think we could say last. We we're like, who's cool. Colin Sexton? Yeah, who is this guy? Uh, but you know, he he looks like he's he's on his way, and I think Cleveland's building something there. It's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Um, interesting um, so far. I mean, you can't go wrong. All these guys are, are are really elite players. I mean, Colin Sexton is not on my team personally. Um, so my locks outside of uh, of course the starters are. That, those Celtic young studs and Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. My other lock, J- James Harden and Trey Young that have been mentioned. And then my 10th lock hasn't been mentioned yet, and that is Chris Middleton.
2: You, uh, I'm surprised nobody has jumped on me for not having Brad, Brad Beal mentioned yet.
1: Oh, wow. Brad, Brad the biggest winner. I forgot about that. He only
0: leads the league in scoring, buddy.
2: Yep. I'm the worst team in the east.
0: Oh my
1: goodness. No, no, no. Remember they're making the finals though. They're only 4 games out of the playoffs. That's
2: uh, listen. <laughs> this isn't the this isn't the end of the year All-Star game. We'll see if they make it at the end of the year and there's an end of the year All-Star game, we'll talk Brad Beal. Brad, I feel, this, like, this, you're Ma- I feel like you're the I feel like I feel
1: like you're being Max Kellerman right now where you try to have both sides of the debate so that you can't <laughs> not,
2: lose. All right. So I'm I'm just going to get to it right now. I don't have Brad Beal in the All-Star game. He's gonna get he's gonna get skipped again. Like I can't you don't
0: right. I feel like you complain about him not making the all-star team last year and he's having a better year.
2: He's having a better year and the team is worse. Like you don't get points for being the worst team in the east. He's got you know he leads the league in usage rate. So if you lead the league yeah. in usage rate and you're on the worst team in the east. I it doesn't make you an all-star like I don't care like it's not like he's leading the league in efficiency either like he's taking 30 shots and he's like the offense is essentially Russell Westbrook drive and kick and if he kicks it to Brad Beal Brad Beale's going to shoot if if Russ isn't in and Brad Beal has the ball he's going to shoot like that's the offense but Brett, you know- two
1: superstars two superstars is enough to win in the league. A, a bad, have, a bad year doesn't. A bad year doesn't
2: mean you blow up the team. That's why the. That's why. But when Boston trades Mookie bets, that's why it's stupid. You you don't have to trade your best players because you have a bad. Brad, year. you should
1: have just had. <laughs> you you should have just had. You should have just had Beal on the team because now I'm no. not going to let you live the end of this. Oh my I, god. No no no. I don't.
2: I don't care. Because I, I can defend it. Like when I. You remember uh, when we did our awards? I had Russell Westbrook as my MVP, and the reason I had that was. I said, he's going to average a triple-double on a team that's going to be from what they were last year to a fourth seed. I think I had them as a fourth seed in the East this year. Mm -hmm. So I said, if you have that, if you have that kind of growth and a guy is averaging a triple-double, you can't deny him that he's going to be the MVP. He's averaging the triple-double, but they're terrible right now. The same thing applies with the All-Star game to me. Like If you're on a terrible team and you're the leading scorer, it doesn't make you an all star. It just means you're the guy, you're the only offense on a bad team. Like, oh, yeah. if if Zach, if Zach Levine was leading the league in points right now, would he be in the all star game? Probably not. Like, that's, uh, that's pretty. He's, he's like Zach Levine.
0: he would be in the game. And he's Zach, shooting 40, Levine, 90. He's playing a fish
2: Levine, Yeah. I have Zach Levine in my all star game. You have
0: Zach Levine in, but not Bradley Beal.
2: Look at the look at the standings. Better team, suck.
0: Chicago sucks.
2: The Bulls are a better team than, than the Wizards <laughs> right better. now. They're better. They
0: still suck. They have a losing record. I don't record.
2: know. I still think the Wizards have the the potential to make the the playoffs. But as it stands right now, Chicago has what a what chance to make the with... playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I the, I don't dreadful. know what's gonna happen, but I'm just saying, like when you look at the standings, they're they're kind of all bunched up right there, but. As it stands right now the All-Star game is the halfway point, right? Sounds like and you as want it a stands Brad right Beal now
0: Brad Levine trade or something.
2: No, 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 no. I think Brad <laughs> Beal's a better player. Yeah, so this is the thing. This is a snap, you're taking snapshots of what the league is right at this moment, right? Like it's not saying, yeah. you know, Brad Beal is not an All-Star caliber player. It's just relative to what everybody else is doing in the league on their teams. And you have to factor all this in. And if you're leading the league in usage rate, leading the league in points, and you have the worst record in your stand, and your conference, that says something to me. It says yeah. you're not at the caliber as these other all-star players. He it's also just... set a
0: franchise record in, in, in scoring in one game. And he had 57 in three quarters and sat out half of the fourth quarter and ended with a 60.
2: You're you're calling you're you're the one that calls me Bradley Potter, man. I, you know I'm the Wizards. I'm the Wizards fan. You know, I haven't made all the accolades. I love the dude, but he's, he's just not.
0: He's got more votes than anyone else in the Eastern Conference as far as guards. He's going to be starting in this game, and you don't probably. Have he's team probably
2: going to make it, but I don't think he deserves to. Oh, he'll be
0: starting.
3: Okay, this is this, who should? Right,
2: this is who should. That's, that's my call.
3: To defend my boy Brad. Okay, I, I kind of agree. Like the reason why I said it's the most popular is because you know he's going to get the vote. So he's going to get in for me. That's why I made him a starter. Now, as a basketball player, he definitely has some usage. He has a high usage rate. His plus minus isn't great. And mm-hmm. he has been playing not that efficiently. And so you can make the argument that he definitely shouldn't start uh because of what he's done on that team but yeah i mean i don't i don't know i have zach levine in too but i think that he's been i think if you look at zach and bradley Beal, who's been playing better this season and far his
2: team Probably i would levine. say zach levine i agree and look at if if we're gonna make it all about stats like good for brad Beale leading the league in scoring whoop do. if it's all about stats russell westbrook is averaging a triple double again yeah. like that's that's stunning russell westbrook isn't even on people's radars to make the team <laughs> I see he's on
0: answer is this year for his team, he's shooting like forty oh, percent. What the hell is Brad football. Beal? been? The league in turnovers. He's been what bad is Brad issue.
2: Beal? Been? It doesn't it- matter, dude. If you're losing, it doesn't matter. Like you have to do this stuff and win.
0: Man. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's 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 pivot a little bit. I, he threw us a curveball. Brad <laughs> Brad Beal Kilgore says Brad Beal doesn't make the All Star game. Um. No, I think no,
2: no 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 no. He'll, he'll probably make it, I'm saying. <laughs> no, on, still, his on your, on your yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> and so I don't even know where we are. I think we all went through our locks, right? Yeah. And we're now at the bubble pick. So, Doc, I know that's a lot to wrap in, but try to just – Tone in on the bubble conversation, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if you got to bite back, do what you got to do, but who was your last like two picks? I think you got left. At?
1: No, we're at the hour mark right now. Brad and I could go another hour debating <laughs> this, so that'll be a future episode. My last two bubble ones are Trey Young and I love him, but the oh, Hawks, yeah, Hawks Hawks been sliding a little bit, but I still think he deserves a spot. And then Julius Randle, uh, he's having a career year, um, you know, been great on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Has kind of taken his game to another level. Uh, shout out to Vucevic, though. Nikola Vucevic oh, yeah. is very, very underrated, and it, it's just because the Magic suck, and it, it's it's unfortunate mm-hmm. because I think he's one of the most underrated players in fantasy, but also in the NBA. And Did Orlando they sound
2: than the Wizards. Would you say? They suck more than the Wizards because apparently he's not getting in because the the Magic suck. But, the, but the, well. so
1: so so the Wizards suck, but like the Magic just chronically suck. The Magic, oh, okay. the Magic, the highlight of their fandom besides making it to the finals in two thousand nine. Now you can bank on like an eighth seed, but it'd be tough to be a Magic fan. Like you you might get into like you know drugs and other stuff if you had to watch that team day in day out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
0: my goodness that's our first drug reference <laughs> as far don't as do them
1: don't do them don't be a magic fan
0: <laughs> he does, Brad bill does average 35 leads a league in scoring um but my I guess um let's hear from Kev Kev who's your last two um yeah. I, uh, I like if man Vooch is that would be a heck of a snub um but it, you can only have so many spots go ahead Kev
3: yeah I'm putting in uh I'm gonna be putting in Zach Levine. And then I'm putting in Bam because Bam wasn't in my top 10. So I'm going to put him in there. You could probably switch him and Sexton for me, to be honest. Uh, So I think those guys get in. And I I like Zach Levine. I think he gets a bad rap. You know, I know the Bulls, you know, they're 10 and 15, but he's had a pretty efficient year, 28 points. Uh, He's actually, his assists have gone up. I actually like what he's doing. I think he's more involved as a teammate. Uh, I like his field goal percentage has gone up to 51%. So he he is legitimately becoming he's a fifty forty guy and so I got to get Zach Levine on my on my team.
0: All right, so it, it's looking like I'm the only guy that had Middleton on the team and I I had him at a lock, um, yeah. but I have I'm up to eleven here and I, my, uh,
2: I don't yeah. actually think I said my my two. I oh, okay, Greg. No, Zach Brad, Levine. we didn't
1: we didn't care about you once you had Brad, <laughs> once you had bail off. Every yeah. everything you've said for this past hour is meaningless.
2: Sure, sure. That's fair. But uh yeah, my last two was Zach Levine and Gordon Hayward. But uh, go ahead, coach.
0: Ooh, I like the Gordon Hayward. I mean Hayward's been um he's been having a, a wonderful bounce back year. I think he's averaging twenty-four, twenty-three a game, and mm-hmm. um that team is playing some of the most exciting, fun watching basketball that we
2: they're the sixth seed, man. They really might make the playoffs. They El are
0: Lamelo. Yeah, uh, mellow I know Doc likes that. Um, so I so I I had eleven locks at this point because uh the the whole uh, Kyrie and Harden with the starting thing. And so my last spot and this is like is this is really really tough. Um, because uh, I I kind of went with the better player, the guy that I that I that I think is better, and that's Bam. I added the bio. Added the Bayou. to. Uh, perk, uh, yeah, I got Bam, but um, my, my two real like my high, my highest snubs were Vucevic 24, 12, and four, and Zach Levine 28, 5 and five. And it's so hard, I really wanted to put Levine in. Um, he's just playing, and he's playing efficient with it. He, I mean, he still doesn't play defense. Vucevic is 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 a hard defensive guy because since he's slew footed as well, but we did have um, some disagreements on I think Sexton. I left Sabonis off, I left Sexton off, I left um, Julius Randle off, uh, Jeremy Grant hasn't been talked about, the the Raptors guys, uh, Drew Holiday, to, Tobias Harris having a great year. Um, so it, it, Eastern Conference is as tough as it's been with Harden now there, with KD now there, and then some of these emergence of, uh, like, say, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, and it, it's just – it's just really difficult the way re- the reason i rewarded chris middleton is because um he's playing on, on a really good team and he is the one of their most consistent players if not um i, I wouldn't say he's more consistent than Giannis. so i, I that, that would be putting my foot in my mouth if i were to say that but it's a shame because players like brad miller and memena core and anthony mason have made it in the past but with that said um we'll move on and it's time to pass the mic back over to our voice, Mr. Mendelssohn. Eric, your question of the week is what?
1: Yeah, so we are not sponsored by Shady Rays anymore. We will have our new sponsor announced shortly. But our question of the week is what would you at what event would you add to the All-Star game if you could? So, Coach, I'll pass it back to you. And what would you add?
0: 1v1. One one. Heads up. Mono-e-mono, e, mono, one-on-one for the whole world to see. I mean, you can do it guards versus guards. Imagine a LaMelo ball versus Anthony Edwards, one-on-one, how much uh, personalities on the court. Wings can go up, heads up, bigs can go. Um, you can go to 11. You can go to 21. Winner, winner keeps ball. Uh, twos and ones, just like the street. I mean, you, I, I know you guys follow basketball, so you see how the street ball events and when, when you see one-on-one games and how – It just captivates the audience, and a lot of people take a lot of stock in that. Like, even in high school, I remember arguing with people, all right, I'm better than you, okay, see me one-on-one. It always is kind of like the end of everything. And so I think one-on-one is something that, one, hasn't never been done, and two, I think would be a great spectacle for the All-Star Game. So that's my my event.
1: Okay, Brad, let's hear yours. Most handsome, all right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm with Coach Man. I, I think it's it should be one on one, King of the Hill style. But the only difference is um one of my favorite videos ever is uh it's at the Olympics. It's an Olympics practice. It's one on one, but it's one, it's just one basket, and you just keep going. Winner stays on the court, one basket, winner stays on the court once you hit the hit that's the that's king of the court. Exactly. Yeah. It's king of the court, loser goes off, next one comes on. It and that's that less- like it should be that to like 50. First person to get like 50 points wins king of the court.
0: And that well, that would be a lot of people in, but it would be less embarrassing. Yeah, all the all stars.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Because it- it's there only be- one bucket. Because like guys like you know, guys like LeBron, for instance, who care a lot about their image, they're not gonna want to go one on one with somebody and like risk losing. That doesn't mean you're a better player, it just means you you won one on one. So you know, if it's only one basket, it's not that big a deal. So I think one-on-one King of the, Ho- King of the Hill style, that's the way to go.
0: You said LeBron cares about his image? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> All right, Kevin, what's your event?
3: You know, I like the one-on-one idea, and I love the King of the court drill. I do that with my high school kids, and yes, they, they die. It's awesome to watch out there. Okay. Um, but I would say I would like the three-on-three, and the only reason why I like three-on-three is because it would bring a lot of drama. Like, who are they going to pick? And then they pick their own teams. And so I would love to see who, like, LeBron wants as his teammates. Who's he going to bring out there? And you could go east and west. I think it would just bring drama. So that's – I would love to see kind of – oh, then you know how much content we could get from, like, oh, did you see who James Harden picked? Well, how come he didn't pick Westbrook? And so I think that would be a cool little – who are they going to pick? And if they beat, they kind of have those bragging rights. So I would love to see that just because it creates a little bit more drama.
0: I think that would be taxing on the – like on the starting players but maybe that gives an opportunity for maybe to because i don't i don't even know necessarily if those top all-stars would even want to be in that but i would be i would be glued to it, and it would get more people more um participation as far as the uh other players are concerned but if you get the top 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 superstars playing third and three, oh my gosh yeah a view. Right, yeah, pay- pay- I- pay- 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 i'm paying it whatever it costs
3: that would be the goal because I I don't want to see you know I'm I'm not trying to see like the rookies go three out three I I don't need to see that I'll just watch the G League but like if oh, I if I can, get, if I can cool. get those dudes going at it oh, maybe, man, that'd be cool. yeah you think about that so that would be I think it'd be cool to do it that way I don't care if they get tired I'm not playing I just want to watch it's my it's my <laughs> my enjoyment is entertainment guys all right like I I, I don't yeah. look at do it. do it the day before
0: it's fine and Doc.
1: Yeah, for, uh, I think those are all great ideas. And for me, it's a hot shot. And if you ever went to a basketball camp, wow. you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Five spots. You know, it's kind of similar to the three point shootout, but it's interesting because each spot is worth a different point. So maybe you had half courts be, you know, 10 points. And then you have people that, you know, are, are shooting that, or maybe, you know, people want to do a strategy of shooting layups. So it's not necessarily who's the best shooter, but it's decision making. It's split second. You give everybody 30 seconds or a minute to, you know, shoot as many shots or decide how they're gonna play it out. I just think it would be kind of interesting. That's I was a the hot point. shot I was the hot shot champion, by the way.
0: At what camp? That's
2: a good point because uh, those Harwood. guys, those no guys can be that in their sleep.
1: Coach Stu Vetter's camp. No, nah, Coach Harwood, but no free advertising. I so oh, yeah. so but good wrap up everyone. And since I'm doing the game of the week, we'll transition to that. And, fellas, what we're going to do is, since it's All Star Weekend, this is All Star Weekend themed. So, what I'm going to do is, we're going to have different contests. And I'm going to say, you know, there's X amount of winners between this year and this year. And you have to name a winner. And then it's going to, we're going to go through a cycle. So, whoever repeats an answer or gets one wrong is out. And then whoever is the last one standing wins that category. We have three. And then we have a tiebreaker. So, do you guys have any questions? I know that's kind I'm of
0: confused, but uh, I think that. So, like different... for
1: example, so for example, the first thing is dunk contest. There were ten different dunk contest winners between twenty ten and twenty twenty. So, we're going to start with Brad, then Kevin, then James, and you guys are going to take turns repeating. And then, if anybody gets a wrong answer or says the same one, you're out for that category.
0: Okay. What if they are multiple champ?
1: So, like. Just name. Yeah, yeah. If somebody won multiple times, you're only going to use that name once. All right. So since I did say we are starting out with dunk contests, and we're starting out with Brad. Brad, there were ten different people that won the dunk contest from 2010 to 2020. Name them, or name one. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon did not win. He got snubbed twice. Oh, that's right. <laughs> wow, that's embarrassing. Wow, that's embarrassing. All right, all right. Bye, bye. Oh. All right, Kevin.
3: I'm gonna go Seven with my people. boy. I gotta go with my boy Zach Levine. I'm pretty sure he he
1: got he snubbed
3: Aaron. He Gordon did. One of those
2: he things. did. Zach
1: Zach Levine won two in 2015 and 2016. Coach, we're at. I remember.
2: I remember Aaron Gordon being talked about so much that I <laughs> I completed that with him winning.
1: I'm
0: Derek Jones
1: Jr. Derek Jones Jr., most recent winner. Back to you, Kev.
3: Okay, I think I'm pretty sure this is in the 2010s and era. Blake Griffin, did he win with in?
1: Blake Griffin, 2011, and yep. JaVale McGee.
3: Did he jump over at Kia? That's my guy.
1: Coach, back to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I was going to go with that with, with V. Griff, uh, but it was going to be on the edge. I don't know why. I feel real old because everybody that I'm thinking about is like, it, just like former. Former players, uh, <sighs> three-time champ Nate
1: Rob, Nate Rob, twenty ten. Back to you, <clears throat> Kev.
3: Uh, there was some obscure guy that won it. Uh,
1: I think it was uh oh, it was Glenn Robinson the third, right? Glenn Robinson, the third one in twenty seventeen. <clears throat> Coach, back to you. We got five answers left. He can't you even save that one, Kevin.
0: He's like the, that's got to be like the worst dunk contest champ ever. I do want it. He won it. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, he, I don't know. He, don't he know. pulled out the props. I think he put he put he put a, uh, a dad, dad's old uniform. Yeah, off. whatever. If, always a green.
2: If you um, can't do it, you can't talk about it.
0: Oh, come on, Brad, Brad, the only one on the pod that can dunk. Unless Kev, could, can you was, dunk? Coach, on, coach, was, was coach, your joi- coach.
1: coach. you got you to gotta give an answer. All right, give an Nate,
0: answer. Nate, Nate, uh, I said Nate Robinson, so I'm going to go Dwight Howard.
1: Dwight Howard won in 2009, so right before the cutoff. Kev wins this category. The other answers, Jeremy Evans in 2012, Terrence Ross in 2013, uh, John uh, Wall in 2014. Can't believe nobody said that. Donovan yeah. Mitchell in 2018, and the most obscure one, Hamadou Diallo in 2019.
0: I, thought, and, I, th- I actually thought about Evans. I just didn't know his first name. I was like, that guy from the <laughs> Jazz. All, All right. right.
1: Well, Kevin got one point, and we're starting with him for this round. There I were like this, 11 different winners in the three-point contest from 2010 to 2020. No repeat winners. Kevin, give me one. Steph Curry. Steph Curry won in 2015. Coach, to you.
0: <laughs> Clay Thompson
1: Clay Thompson won the year after 2016. Brad, let's see if
2: you can get one on the board. I'm about to be out again. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh Ray Allen. Ray Allen did
1: not win you're right you're out again. Back to you Kevin.
3: Uh, Devin Booker won.
1: Devin Booker won in 2018. Back to you coach. There's 8 answers left. Kyle. Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver did not win. So Kevin's going to win this. He's going to win the game, but we're going to do the last category just for the sake of it. The other answers Paul Pearson, 2010, the real King James, James Jones 2011, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Love 2012, Kyrie 2013, Marco Bellinelli 2014. That's right. Eric Gordon 2017. Joe Harris, 2019, and Buddy Healed this most recent year.
0: I thought about Joe.
1: So the, the last category, and we're starting with Coach on this, there were 11 different people that won the Skills Challenge from 2010 to 2020. Name one.
0: Um, Dame. Dame time.
1: Dame. That's an answer. Brad, redeem yourself. Get one. Uh, bam. Bam won this most recent year. Good job. Proud of you, buddy. Thank you. Kevin, to you.
3: (laughs) Oh, man, this is a bad one for me. Uh, De'Aaron
0: Fox?
1: De'Aaron Fox did not. Uh, So we're going back to coach.
0: uh, Give me the greatest player to never make an all-star game, Mike Conley Jr.
1: Mike Conley Jr. did not win. So Brad is going to win this category. The other winners, Steve Nash in 2010, Steph Curry in 2011, Tony Parker in 2012, uh, Trey Burke and Damian Lillard split it in 2014. Pat Bev, 2015. Carl Christoph's Anthony
2: got Towns. one, didn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns, 2016. Porzingis, 2017. Spencer Dinwiddie, 2018. Jason Tatum, 2019. Not gonna so, lie. I don't, I don't Kevin, watch
0: the whole thing every year.
1: Kevin is <laughs> our winner. The newest member of Triple Play Fantasy winning in his debut. Kevin! 15 seconds of FaceTime is yours, my man. Yeah, you know you know what? Can we talk
3: about coaches overthinking things in the NBA? Like, I hate when they stick to their minutes limits and they say, oh, I got to pull this guy after he hits a three. I watched this the other day with DeMarcus Cousins. Come on. Like, let's do this. Stop doing this. I don't care what the space time is. I'm just going to do this. I'm so sick of coaches (laughs) not. Stop pulling guys when they're doing well. I hate it. I hate it in high school. I hate it in college. I hate it in NBA. Keep them in if they're on there. Don't worry about the minute limits and don't worry about your rotations. If they're playing well, keep them in the damn game.
1: All Kevin, right, if guessing. I Kevin, if I ever hear a player complain about you about a minutes restriction, you're gonna have to block my number. Just an <laughs> FYI.
3: That, that's fine. You, you, I keep my dudes in. All right, like I have my best players that come over. They need a break. I'm like, nah, you're all right. Just go get some water. Like, you just, <laughs> the the hey. best time to hide guys into the into se- the first quarter, into the third quarter. That's when they get their break, especially in high school.
0: I'm with you, coach. Unless they're fouled out, my best guys are playing the whole game. <laughs> yep, use right, them. You use them, doesn't matter. I don't care what we do. You use the best players. I don't got that many great
3: players. Okay. I gotta use the ones I got out there. For all
0: Everybody time. gets maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah. Let them play the whole game. <laughs> all right. And that's all we have this week. We'll see you next week. Be safe. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Keep your distance six feet at least, people. And we'll see you next week. Check out the Damien. Wilkins interview dropping this week as well. Trip play fantasy on Twitter and IG.